The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. I'm Brian, that's David over there, Senior Loan Consultant and Chief Client Experience Officer. If you got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. You can also uh, get a podcast at today's show anywhere you'd normally get your podcast. Well, David, in our uh, continuing series of uh, headline malpractice, uh, this last Friday, the Wall Street Journal, my beloved Wall Street Journal that I read every day, mm-hmm. uh, got looped in with this headline, Home Prices in March Posted Biggest Annual Decline in 11 Years. You know what? Because they quote our our guy Lawrence Yoon in this article, right? Okay. I feel like Larry's a pretty even keeled guy. It's the way then the headline is written. That's correct. And so the actual number of well, how much? Because wouldn't you ask? Well, gee, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Biggest decline in eleven years. Yeah, it went down zero point nine percent. Or to say it another way, hey, the median national sales price slipped from three hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars. All the way down to three seventy five seven hundred. That's a thirty three hundred dollar drop. Mm-hmm. Woo. But Dad, why do home values in Boise, Idaho? Why did that? Why does that matter to me? It doesn't. Okay. Obviously, all 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 home buying is uh, local. And remember, this was interesting. The number of home sales was off nationally by twenty two percent, which isn't as bad. Remember, we reported the last couple of weeks we're down twenty seven percent in the five county Milwaukee metro Units. area. That's right. Yeah. Hey, but the thing I that's just, you know, kind of just something you know, don't 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 forget to read the article, right? Don't stop at the end. In headline. eleven years. In eleven years. Okay. Well, let's talk now. You had a great story last week about some home shoppers. They like got a hold of you on Friday, I think it was. Oh yeah. And And Saturday. And Saturday. And Sunday. And and you had told me now this morning while we're getting ready to do today's show that they had actually submitted the offer on this house that they were trying to buy using their bank pre-approval. Schmace. And the bank had completely overlooked the fact that the co-borrower mm-hmm. uh, had just gone from being a W-2 salaried person to a 1099 uh, contract employee, meaning right. an independent contractor, right. i.e. self-employed. Right. It's not like being self-employed. She is now self-employed, it's a three-year contract, which you might think, well, that's even better right. than being an employee. The employer can fire you anytime. You're just an employee at will. Right. But um, long story short, the the bank blew it on that. They went ahead with that pre-approval anyway. You then jumped in and with the uh, primary borrower, yeah. figured out how, hey, you know what? We can maybe take fewer deductions because he was just about to file his federal income tax uh, right. form for 2022. So in addition to his W-2 job, he's been doing a side hustle right. that he reports on Schedule C. And so what did he do to increase his income? Well, so for the first time in, in my mortgage career, a borrower said, David, what if I pay more in taxes? Yeah. What if I 
because he could have taken all the deductions that were, I think, he was about to. But then he voluntarily said, well, what if I don't? Once he realized that his wife's income was ineligible for use on the mortgage application. Well, and so he then... uh, this is, you know, this is last weekend. Tax day was Tuesday. Yep. He uh, revised the returns and, and on his own volition, took less deductions. And huzzah, when you have more taxable income, your friendly mortgage lender can use that income right away. Yep. And, they, and so he qualified all on his own. Okay. But can I go back? Because this is about, this is about timing. I'll give away the end of the story. They did not get the accepted offer on that particular house. Aww. But the good news is on Wednesday, they went and saw another home, got the accepted offer. Whoa. So so there we're moving forward. But it's all about, it's again, it's about relationships, which has been, I think, a really important theme for us the last couple of weeks. They wrote this offer on the previous home on Friday with their Schmace pre-approval. And because you couldn't issue couldn't a pre-approval, you didn't have enough information or or enough documented income because you're digging into it. Exactly. Un- unlike the bank loan officer who apparently just asked, well, how much money do you yeah, make? And they, they said, said X. X. And they said, okay. And, yeah, sounds and good. Didn't but but really so the listing it. agent, you know, reviews their offer and immediately has this question on Friday about Schmace. It's like, so did they really, you know, dig into this? Then on Saturday, you know, this borrower comes up with a, hey, what if I take less deductions, okay. which then I immediately, and then I was able to issue the pre-approval letter on Saturday. Oh, okay. Did they swap out the I, our pre-approval yes, letter? Yes, because but? it was a point of contention, not contention, but a point of inquiry. inquiry from the seller and the listing agent that they just didn't believe the other well, pre-approval. And, and that's probably based on experience. Yeah. That and I would have to say that large banks, you know, don't have the best reputation because you know amongst the real estate community, perhaps because they don't um, dig into the details. details. Right? Hey, you know what I did? We had a bumper crop of accepted offers and successful home buyers this last week. I took like a twenty of the accepted offers just to do a little somewhat unscientific sample, reasonably scientific. Yeah, maybe not. But anyway, I want to report on what is the latest trend. This last week of people paying over asking, I've got the answers. When we come back, you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, we're back, and uh, we want to talk about the busy week that we had helping home shoppers become homeowners. And so I took a look at uh, 20 of the accepted offers that came in last week where, you know, we're moving ahead and helping these people get their financing lined up to close. Yeah. And we're not talking about, by the way, lots of million-dollar homes or anything like that. Only one was over 500000 and I'm saying this so that when I say the numbers by how much people are overpaying, it'll be even more impactful. The median asking price in my sample was $330,000. Not okay. far from, didn't, didn't we say three ten uh, was uh, March, the median, month yeah. of March? Yep, yep. So check this out. Uh, and last week or the week before we reported that in March, five out of ten uh, home shoppers paid over asking. Well, in our little mini sample of last week here, the middle of April, it was eight out of 10. 
eight out of 10 paid over asking. And then the other thing that impressed me- 16 out of the 20, roughly. Yeah, yep. And, and then again, to put this in context, back in March, uh, we observed that three out of 10 March home buyers in the entire MLS database, which is a better sample. It's a okay. bigger sample. Bigger, it's bigger and better, because it's the whole thing. It's not even a sample, it's- The market. It's the market. Um, the number there was that uh, three out of 10 were paying 10,000 or more out of uh, over asking in yeah. my little sample of 20 Acunet purchase transactions from last week, six out of 10, that's double the March. So six out of 10 paid 10 grand more. And then even more surprising, five out of 10 paid 20 grand or more over asking. And in fact, you had the record holder for last week. You had one home buyer that agreed to pay $51,000 more than the $270,000 asking price. Tell, talk to us about that, man. It's not like I cajoled them into you know paying that much. Part, okay, part of it too, uh, as we've been, as I stand on my chair and shout for not the last time, the listing price is a made up number. And so for my clients who wrote 50 some thousand dollars over, the buyer's agent and I had a private conversation where we said, boy, I think the listing agent maybe underpriced this to create the feeding frenzy that was. Okay, how many offers on that one? It, oh, that was the one, they beat out 17 other offers. Okay, 17 other offers. With their Acunet Mortgage rock solid pre-approval and, and a call from David to the listing agent because I actually have another transaction going with that same listing agent. So I was able to say, Bob, not his real name, David from Acunet, you know how smooth that other transaction's going? Let's do it again. Okay. So a little lobbying, politicking on our part. And Advoc then, advocating. Come advocating. On. Well, yeah, not politicking. Advocating. Uh, I, when you're that high over, I, I'm, and I know the answer to this in case you didn't look, but what did they do regarding the appraisal contingency? I'm going from memory. I think, well, they had some gap or they waived appraisal contingency altogether. No. Some uh, gap? Nope. They said, hey, tell you what, we'll pay you $4,000 over the actual appraised value. Oh. Up to their top dollar of three twenty one. I got you. So if it comes in at three hundred, they're going to pay three hundred four. Mm -hmm. If it comes in at three fifteen, they're going to pay three nineteen. But see, the buyer's agent wasn't worried because we're we all have the same data too. Like agents have the same data that appraisers have. Right. They might not have the same opinion, but they can pull up. Oh, is that a two bed, two bath? You know, fourteen hundred square foot something in this. You know, in this neighborhood the buyer's agent was not concerned about value. Right, right. Which is they, also they were, how they knew that you, they kind of undershot the list price from the word oh yeah, go. Right, which is a technique. It's We see that, you know, sometimes yeah. there's this, hey, I'm going to price it so low that we're going to get a gob of people For this writing off, well, in this case, 18. 20 some offers, yeah. No, you said 18, I know, 17, all right, well, a lot of offers. All right, um, when we come back, I have got a story about... Uh, uh, somebody buying a condo um, in the same uh, building where they're renting. I'll tell you that when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620, WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. All right, so um, back in November... I got a call and 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 did a pre-approval workup for some retired folks, 
and they had sold their big family home, you know, I think either in late 2021 or sometime earlier, mm-hmm. and they were renting a really nice condo, um, and, and a unit they had learned through the local condo scuttlebutt was going to go up for, <laughs> it was actually on their same floor. Okay. So, I mean, maybe they bumped into the owner in the, in the elevator or something and said, hey, I'm going to sell my unit. So we put together the rock solid pre-approval letter. Um, I connected them with our favorite uh, attorney, real estate attorney, who's also a licensed real estate broker, uh, who's just going to act as an attorney and help them draft up the offer. But they couldn't come together on on the price. Oh, I remember this story. We talked about this. And so that just kind of withered and went away. Well, all of a sudden I get a text on Saturday morning uh, to both me and uh, attorney uh, Pat and the, the client says, hey, um, another condo's on the market in our development. Huh. I made an appointment to go see it. To which it was then a contest, and I won, texting back to them saying, hey, 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 why don't you go see the unit with Pat as he wears his real estate broker hat? Yeah. Then he can be your buyer's agent. Yes, and represent you. Right, because if you go to see the property with the listing agent, then they've got dibs on you. Well, which doesn't prevent uh, you from having an attorney, you know, look over your contract either. But this way, they get all the path services and they don't have to pay for it because when you act as a buyer's agent, the listing agent is splitting their commission. Yeah. Uh, between themselves for doing the listing and the agent that's bringing the buyer. So luckily they were able to quickly cancel that initial appointment. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they went through the property with Pat. How big is this development, you know, for another Uh, unit? A couple hundred. Oh, a couple hundred It's not like it's 12. No, it's not a small eight or 12. Okay. And uh, so after thinking about it a little bit, um, they did decide to write an offer last night and then, you know, the, the, um, home shopper had texted me, Hey, you know, we're, we're willing to go over asking. And I, I pointed out if there aren't any other competing offers, um, you don't have to go over asking, right? If there are not any, if you just give them their asking price, what happens in real estate world is the listing agent has earned their commission. Sure. And if they want to play hardball, you know, but then, and just by the way, if you offer somebody the asking price, they can counter you sure. and come back and say, and I want more. Yeah. I, I know a guy that that happened to me. <laughs> it <laughs> so worked I'm, out. I'm giving your asking price. Well, you know what? We'd like to go a little higher. Did I say this number? I'd like more. Yeah. Right. So, um, are they waiting to hear back then? Yeah. They should hear back, uh, by the end of today. Why? Okay. I would have just let them, if they're willing, give them the biggest hammer that they want. They went $100 over asking price because <laughs> it was one of these, you know, nine, nine yeah. kind of a deals. Um, but the other interesting thing that, and we didn't talk about this last week, is the idea of waiving the appraisal contingency altogether mm-hmm. is losing some of its luster when people have financing Right. In favor of a specified yeah. uh, amount of appraisal gap, or we like to call it wiggle room. So in this particular case, they're offering $20,000 of wiggle room on, on a condo listed in the mid 300s. And so that's a nice chunk. Are they on paper saying I can put 20% down or what is their... They, um, my advice to them is to put 25% down Okay, because on a condo, folks, if you put less than... 
25% down, you don't get as good a mortgage pricing. Yeah, because uh, condos are riskier than single-family homes that's, up to a certain point. That's the belief. Yeah. And so, well, not the belief. I, I mean, when they look at Actuarially? Big, yeah. You think it's true? Yes. Yeah, probably. Well, and so then um, in consultation, and they have way more. They could almost pay cash, right? Yeah. And But they wisely don't want to. So, so um, uh, the broker, the buyer's agent came back to me and said, okay, we want to do it with 30% down just to show a little bit more strength yeah you know in the offer so i just quickly you know changed up the rock solid guaranteed pre-approval and shot that over and did now, you put the uh, oh yeah i specified the appraisal gap on there nice right and i actually he had me write it for a little more than what they're actually offering okay but uh with show that, strength right and exactly exactly so hopefully uh and, and there is a mm, issue with the unit that would cause some people not to write on it okay but these people are have gotten something more it. than weird paint colors it sounds like yeah yeah okay. yeah something it's yeah. but it sounds like they might have the means to they do overcome exactly whatever that might be and they really like the project where they live they've they've, they've been there exactly they've tested it out all right when we come back after the news we're going to talk about where you can get your down payment from and how PMI is the coolest thing since sliced bread. What? Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right now, it's time to turn it over to Wyatt Barmore-Pooley in the 24-hour newsroom. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, we're back. And on Friday, uh, I got a call from Andy Gersher, the producer of the WBBM News Radio Chicago Noon Business Hour. And I think he does more than that. I think he's like the midday producer or something. <laughs> By the way, the host of that now is uh, one Rob Hart, former WTMJ. No on person okay. On their personality. So, and he calls me at like quarter to noon. He goes, hey, Brian, can we have you on at about 12.15 to talk about private mortgage insurance? I'm like, Absolutely. Hell yeah. Drop of the hat. I love private mortgage insurance. Yeah. And in fact, I used to work at the world's largest private mortgage insurance company. It's headquartered right here in Milwaukee, Mortgage Guarantee Insurance Corporation. Magic. Magic. Who actually invented modern mortgage insurance uh, in 1957. A guy named Max Carl did that. And uh, Guy with two first names. How can you go wrong? Well, they're like Hal Leonard. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, so first of all, just to say out loud, PMI is required almost all the time if you put 20, less than 20% down uh, because it's essentially taking the place of that additional down payment yeah. the mortgage world would otherwise want you to make. And now a lot of home buyers, although you had an example just last week, a lot of home buyers want to avoid paying PMI because it adds to their monthly payment. Um, for the first several years of the loan. But then we also have to say it does automatically drop off yeah. when your loan is scheduled to reach 78%, not 80%, of the original value uh, when you either refied or, or bought the house. So it does automatically go away on primary residences. So um, let's say you're trying to save up that 20% down, right? And you got 20 grand. Well, if you put that limit on yourself, you could only buy a $100,000 home. Mm-hmm. So the miracle or magic of PMI is that you can buy a better home sooner. Yes. And in my example, you can actually buy a $400,000 home with 5% down. Yes. With that twenty grand. Wow. That's 
going to advance the ball, you know, as long as you can afford the monthly payment that yeah. goes along with it. Uh, now, well, it's because affording the payment is you you can get there quicker with income more than saving up on your four hundred thousand dollar house. That's eighty thousand bucks. Yeah. In your example, getting from twenty thousand to eighty thousand, that is a big gap. Hey, lots of years of saving. Lots of years of savings or bank robbing or you know getting gifts Both. from mom and dad. Um, now. Then people usually ask, well, well, what what can you put down? And the answer is, if you're a first-time homebuyer, you can put as little as 3% down. Mm-hmm. Uh, on loan amounts, are you ready for this? On a loan amount as large as $726,200. Uh, no America. income restrictions there. Uh, first time, though, if you're in Wisconsin, if you're buying a home in Wisconsin and you're working with Acunet Mortgage, our job is to always find you the best deal out there. Mm-hmm. So whether you're a repeat home buyer or a first time buyer, you can actually put as little as 0% down. Ayo. Um, household income has to be 108560 or less for a two person or one person household in five county metro area. Or if you've got three people in your household, then the maximum household income is 127440 But that's a lot of people. What's the problem with putting 0% or 3% down, David, in this market? Well, well, then you have to go out into the real world and yep. write an offer and tell the seller, I would love to buy your house. I can put 3% down. And that is implicitly, for a lot of sellers, not comforting. Especially in comparison, like let's just use my client, 18 offers. Yep. What did they write for a down payment? 10%. Oh, cool. They got it with 10%. Yes. And any appraisal would be. But that 10% is three times as much as 3%. Exactly. Down. Exactly. So, folks, while it is possible, uh, and we do have some people get accepted offers with 3% down and, and 0% down, it is a handicap in today's tight inventory market because it's perceived as a weaker offer than, let's say, somebody putting 50% down or huh. even 20. 20% yeah. is kind of magical. Yeah. So we're always working for working with people to see if there are any other pockets of money yeah. that we can verify that they could use for down payment, and our favorite thing is a gift from a relative. I have a story. I have a client uh, with that exact story. So I'll, let me tell you that when we come back from this next break, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest stick in the state, AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Hey, let's not forget the taller, younger, more handsome David Wickard as well. And so uh, you're going to tell us uh, a little story from the front lines of mortgage lending here and home buying. But before we do that, I got a couple of texts asking about a headline uh, that came out, I think on Friday or Thursday. Actually, somebody in our office came up and asked me about it. Okay. One of our own employees. Yeah. And the headline is something like, um, people with good credit are going to get um, what's the polite radio word? Get um, discriminated against in a bad way, in order to subsidize people with lower credit scores, uh, mortgage rates. So, uh, and that is true. Uh, one of the uh, untruths in that story is that it's happening May first. Uh, uh-uh. uh, it's already 
happened. Yeah. It happened about 60 days ago because the real rule is that these changes are being made uh, effective on when a lender sells a loan to Fannie Mae, not the date that the borrower applies. And so first of all, let me ask you this question, David, this this minutia, this fact that the pricing scheme behind, behind mortgage lending, which I'm going to say is simply mm, the credit score and the down payment impact the rate that an individual is going to pay rate and cost rate and rate and or closing costs that an individual home shopper is going to pay and what's happened is it's gotten a little bit less favorable for people with credit scores between 740 and 779 yeah if they're putting 20% or 15% down that's kind of that band that oh your pricing is going to get a little not as favorable mm -hmm. as it was before the change which has already happened happened then people who are putting 10% 5% and 3% down are getting better pricing relief yeah. and also people with credit scores under 740 uh -huh. are getting a little bit better so this Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are have a regulator the, the Federal Housing Finance Agency they're the one that came up with the scheme what they're trying to do is make it easier for uh, lower-income people to qualify for a mortgage so yeah. they're cross subsidizing Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are nothing but giant insurance companies uh -huh. so they're like the, the auto insurance would be, hey, we're going to take people with lesser driving records and and make it cheaper. And we're, where are we going to get that money from? The people uh, who have better uh, yeah. driving records. So is it fair? No. Is it the way it is? Absolutely. Is there anything we can do about it? Well, there is. David, what can we do about it at Acunet Mortgage? Well, so... Now more than ever, there are programs that waive or reduce those pricing hits, depending on your credit score and down payment. And so today, not just May 1st, but for some time now, your lender matters. Because if your lender doesn't know how to feather your mortgage application to take advantage of the best way to get it done, literally I remember weeks ago, I was like, oh, you could be paying a half percent or a full percent more if your mortgage lender is not a good doctor. Yeah. It misses out on. So, you know, there are all 30 or 30 year fixed rate mortgages that we're talking about. Yeah. But there's little subcategories within there that are mostly income based. Yeah. And then there's some, oh, you're a first time home buyer. But it's navigating the nuances of the, uh, oh, mortgage industry ocean. How do you like that for uh, piloting, captaining, navigating to make sure? I call that it, uh, my metaphor is Mount Mortgage. Mount it, Mortgage, what does well, that mean? Well, because everyone's climbing the same mountain. Ah. It's who's taking you up the mountain and coming back down. It's not just, getting to the top is not the only achievement. It's did I get up in the most efficient, least expensive way? I like that. All right, so set up your uh, story that you were going to tell, you said before the well, break. you were talking about, you know, how can we help a client maximize show their best down payment yeah and so i have a client kind of been a journey they started so they own a home in milwaukee they were they first reached out they're like i think we want to buy a second home out in like western wisconsin like, a vacation home. yeah west of madison i was like great you guys qualify all day to do that you can have a second home then it went to oh we're thinking about buying a different new primary home here in milwaukee got it you're still great all good and best of all, they do not have to sell okay. their soon-to-be old home yep. before they buy their new home. Very important in this competitive market. Chapter three, 
now they would like to buy a home in the Madison area. And so, but the concept still applies. It's okay. Well, Madison still competitive, you know, okay, uh, like, yeah. like Milwaukee. Okay. What are the ways in which you guys can go and be the best versions of yourself? You can write with 20% down. Yeah. They even without selling the house, even without selling the house. But is that going to be enough? So what to, did you do, David? Well, I'll tell the rest of the story when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Dad, I was telling you a story here uh, right before our break. Homebuyer, uh, they've been on a journey. A you journey. Know, figuring yeah. out you know, where do they want to be. Started as a second home. Oh, man, maybe new home in Milwaukee. Now Chapter 3, new home in Madison. Yes, sir. Uh, assuming that they're working, uh, what about their jobs? Don't they need to be you know, in Milwaukee? How could they possibly get a primary residence, David, in Madison? Good question. So they both work remote for companies. So one of them works for a company in Minneapolis. They don't live there now. Okay. And then the uh, other borrower works for a company out in California. Okay. So income and proximity to your job. That's totally fine. They can that's work a, from that's the a, moon. That's a pre-pandemic uh, problem, but yeah. now much less common. All right, go on. What about the down payment? You were going to say they could do 20% down without selling their home, but is that going to be enough to show the kind of flexibility it takes to win in the also tight Madison market? Well, because here's the thing. They're, I don't know if they're empty nesters, but they don't want to buy a big old house. So they're mm. trying to stay in like the 400, 450 range. Okay. It's a lot a of competition. A lot yeah. of competition. I mean, as you said earlier, uh, you're... It wasn't unscientific. It was perfectly medium scientific of Acunet clients this yep. past week. Six out of ten paid ten thousand or more over the list price, and five out of ten paid twenty grand or more with a, on a median sales price of three thirty. So yeah, we got so, a lot of people are having to pay up. I, so so for them in the market that I think they are looking, it's like twenty percent to me sounds like table stakes. Yep, like um the minimum. Right. And so as we all loan consultants at Acunet do is to say. Do you have any other account? I would like to make sure that I'm giving you the strongest pre-approval that I can possibly document. Right. Do you have any other accounts that you could upload that I can look at to be like, oh, yeah, you, you guys have got more than 20% if you want. You've got. And the answer was, oh, yeah, I got this uh, $700,000 rollover IRA over here. Oh, my goodness. That's the jackpot. It is. And, and so, well... Then it became a very brief conversation of, you've got this pile of money. You can, if you're comfortable and want, you can write a cash offer. Right. You the would, quick, the quick answer was, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's just too much risk, I right, think, for them. Right. Because guess what? If for some reason, if they really love the house, but we can't get them a mortgage, maybe like there's, there's a hole their in the roof. Or something. Exactly. Yeah, right. Now like, they're obligated they're to pay cash. They can't. Yeah. So, so what did they... Are they going to put 50% down? 50% is what That is put. almost as good as a cash offer. It is. I don't think we have time to fully fillet this topic, but uh, maybe we can do our best. So taking money out of an IRA is the worst thing you can do. In in real life. In, in real mortgage life. life, totally fine. In real life, Uncle Sam comes a-knocking 
and says, I'd like some taxes, please, out of that. Uh, unless, of course, and consult with your tax advisor. But if it's a Roth IRA, you can take it out uh, tax-free. If you're under 59 and a half, though, I think you still get to pay the 10% penalty. Mm-hmm. But we've had people, mostly retired people, say, you know what? I want to pay cash for this house, and I'm going to take out 200 grand out of my IRA. And I had an example here. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it quickly. I, the one way that I've heard you describe this is you are voluntarily then paying a higher let's equate your tax rate to an interest rate like you're borrowing the money it's yes. you're willing to pay 20 percent on this money when we could just lend it to you at well definitely not 20 percent. if you're a single person this is where i did the math uh if if you said hey i want to take enough money out of my ira and i'm a single person and now i'm going to take out 200 grand yeah and i'm even pretending i think that you're not paying the penalty the marginal income tax rate is 24 percent at uh, 200 grand and that's uh, federal and it's 5.3 percent so it's 29 percent income tax you have to pay you have to actually withdraw 282,000 american dollars in order to net 200 yeah after so that it taking money uh, and we have help so many people avoid disasters typically with their excellent financial advisors standing arm in arm with us and saying no you are so much better off even paying a six and a half percent mortgage uh than paying that unbelievable tax yes you should now you can take 10 grand out of your ira and i believe a 401k penalty free but you still got to pay the income tax yeah if you're under 15 well, and so our point is use the account as a tool we can point to it yeah because you can't if you have to you can but then privately the seller does not care what's in the bag of money when yep. you arrive at closing they just want the money that's in the bag that's right that's right so finding that extra bit of money that could be used you don't have to use it but you could use it but you but your story you know going on three percent just trying to get to like five yeah. or or ten. You know, our favorite one, like you said, is gift. Yep. It's hey, can we, you know, show document a gift from a relative to get to ten? Because again, that's more than three times as much as three percent down. Yep, it's it's all about the nuances in today's uh, tighter market of buying a home. But it's not tight everywhere, you know. I mean, it is. It seems like it's tight everywhere in southeastern Wisconsin, but like Chicago is not as multiple offer ish and i don't have the stats because i'm not a member of the mls down there mm-hmm. but you know you got to also remember real estate is local you know I'm, i think i think homes are going for way under asking in california in most places so always remember that when you're looking at you know articles national. folks you know national headlines oh they're down or whatever um what do we got coming up for next week's show? I'm going to give you an update on the uh, condominium. When when is our next uh, big economic number coming out? Not that impact rates? not this next week. The week after, so okay. it's going to be quiet. So we're in the sideways mortgage rate, and rates are six and a half ish, six mm-hmm. and three quarters. Well, no, no, not if you can figure out how to waive those pricing. Oh, that's you know, true. That's true. If changes. we can fit you into one of our special thirty year fixed rate programs, the thirty year fixed rate can be as low as. Uh, 5.75 with an APR of hmm, 599. 5.996 if you have good credit. That's all the time we have for today's show, folks. Tune in next week. We'll be here. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ.
The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Accident Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Accident Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Hey, WTMJ.